happened in that corner by the hardware store and the second car was thrown across the street and was heading into my window. It was this much from my window. And it veered to the side and went in there where there was no people. And amazing, now it's Saturday morning, you don't see it, but this is one of the most busiest streets that there is. There were no cars, there were nobody waiting at the light, there was no fire trucks, there was nothing. She was able to get across the street without killing anybody, without even hurting anybody. It's a total miracle. And the police at first were very stiff and I said, I'm taking her into my store, the driver, because it's calm in there. If you notice, it's calm in there. And it got to a point where they used to say, go in the store, go in the store. <laughs> the person driving the car went in your store? Yeah, she had to go because she was freaking out. 21 years old and she was freaking out. And so we thought, okay, come in my store. You don't have to freak out. And it worked. It really worked. Did she hurt at all? Nobody. Do you think that was a miracle? It's very... It's, it's, I think the angels came here, picked up the car and put it there. <laughs> and um, could you, what is this actually? What are we in right now? You're in a crystal shop. It's pretty empty right now because it's empty. Every I bought three weeks ago. I bought this huge amount of rocks, and everybody's buying them. <laughs> Every, you know, somebody came in and said it was trendy. Oh, spirituality is trendy. Okay. What do you mean by spirituality? Well, it means to me, people come in looking for a way to make their life more pleasant. So religion doesn't do it. Religion is, it just doesn't do it. And spirituality does. Where, where do, I'm curious about where the crystals fit into it. Like what? They're healing crystals. People are using crystals to heal now. You know, pick up, okay, let's do this. I know it doesn't go on the microphone. Give me your left hand. Okay. You're very intuitive. Huh. Are you intuitive? I think so. How old are so. you? I am 28 going on 29. Okay, you're going through a very tough period right now. It's called Saturn Return. Okay. And it's universal. Everybody goes through it. Huh. And it's a couple of hard years. And when you hit 30, everything starts to fall into place. Things you wouldn't believe. Oh my God, you're so hard on yourself. You're hard on other people, but not like you are on yourself. You gotta ready, lay off a little, crying. huh? You ready to start crying? No, but it's true. You gotta, you gotta stop when you start that. And you gotta stop. You gotta say, is it right, or am I being paranoid, or am I being crazy? You know, crazy doesn't mean 
certifiable. It means just thinking wrong, you know? Be careful of that. when I was seven I was walking with a friend and what I saw in front of me was uh, you know honeycomb iridescent honeycomb ribbons that was the whole sky was like that the whole atmosphere almost like a fog and I didn't know what it was because I was seven years old and so I was saying well maybe it's evaporation but evaporation is is I knew it was invisible and it went on, didn't know what to do. And the end of the story is my friend's mother didn't let her play with me anymore. Why is that? Because it was crazy that I saw things. I see things sometimes that I'm not supposed to see. I've got the blessed curse and the cursed blessing. I can see, I can see. What can you see? I can see what a person needs, what a person's going through, what's happening to them. And it's called psychic reading or I'm, I'm a medium. One thing that really stuck out for me is there was a, a photographer in the art show circuit that I was on with my artwork. And he used to come over to me and say, read my hand. Every time he saw me, read my hand. He had had a stroke at three and his, his arm was up and his leg, but he was the cutest thing in the whole world. Anyway, one day he put his hand in front of me and there were no lines whatsoever, and there was just a star, and I didn't know what it meant. And I kept saying, things are coming to a, a, a conclusion, things are happening, you know. Three days later, he had another stroke and he died, and that's what the star was. Did he, he wasn't able to see the star? He, yeah, he could see the star. The lines were right there. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Say, look, look, Wally, there's a big star. I don't know what it means. Has that ever happened again? Have you ever seen that star no, again? No, I kind of push it away. I don't want to see that. I don't want to have to handle that. Yeah, but I don't know if I sound like a nut. No, no you don't. A lot of people that are psychic or begin the psychic route see too much. Is it ever scary? Yeah, scary. scary. Sometimes very scary. I was going to Grand Central Station to go home, and I crossed an ordinary street. There was no, no cars, no people, no nothing. Again, nobody because it was dusk and it was Saturday and it was New York and nobody comes to life until 11 o'clock. And so <laughs> I was just walking and all of a sudden this cab was coming at me and I stopped.
was thrown across the street when the uh, cab was zeroing down on me, and I froze. And he was a man. He was skinny, very skinny. He was all dressed in brown, and I couldn't see his face. I just turned like this, and that's what I saw, a glimpse, and threw me across the street. And he looked like a man. That's why I turned around to say thank you. And you know he's wearing brown? He was wearing brown. That's the all, all I could see. Brown suit and a brown hat. And I didn't see his face. It was just, it was a very strange moment for me too because he was saving my life. He ended up being my spirit guide and he's laughing. But he's here now. <laughs> yeah, he's laughing. And it happened a few times. Uh, the one time that I saw an angel, it was the same angel. Um, it was my spirit guide. I was coming down Crescent Heights and my car stopped. The light was green and my car stopped. And it felt like somebody else was, was driving. And it looked like the same guy, but I didn't see too much. And so what happened is I'm stopped at a, at a green light and not going. And on 3rd Street, a car comes and the man is having a seizure. And the passenger is trying to get his feet on and it wouldn't go. If I had continued with that green light, I would have been dead. Because no sooner did he pass when there was big crashes and everybody was running and so it ended up in a big accident. But I was sitting at a green light not moving. I asked him his name and he said, I'm Omar. It's okay. That's ah. Omar. He, you know, he sort of always watches over me. Yeah, I think he's my personal angel. Do you remember when you told your parents that you had, what you had? My mother always knew that there was something there. Well, my mother was deaf, so the if I was hurt in the street playing, she came flying out of the house. She knew if my mother was sick in the hospital and I was in New York, I would fly there without asking because I knew that she was in the hospital. And But she always knew. She said, Ruthie, read my cards. Or, Ruthie, yeah. My father would have, I'm sure, said, oh, you're crazy. But my mother didn't. She knew. Very often, people who have my, um, my curse, <laughs> they have had a, a really bad childhood. Yeah. You know, there was a very famous um, reader here, a psychic, and she uh, said, if you see a psychic, you know that they had had a bad childhood. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of, you know, what made your childhood so bad? Well, I was neglected, terribly neglected, and ridiculed. And do you like my eyes? Yeah. My father used to say, "Ruthie and the crazy eyes." Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I was in sixth grade, in fourth grade, and I came rank six, and I ran home, and I said, look, I'm rank six. And my father said, oh, the teacher's crazy, and that was the end of that. Where were you rank six then? It was for the class ranking. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. Yeah. And there's like 42 kids in the class, and it came rank six. Yeah. Yeah, but I was told I was stupid. How did that make you feel? That, at that time, very bad, very bad, very isolated. Did it keep you up late at night when you were a kid with those oh, things? Oh yeah, the room would get Alice in Wonderland dreams. Rooms would get very, very big and then all of a sudden they would come in and they would choke me. That's, that's known as uh, Alice in Wonderland dreams. A lot of people believe the way I do. I don't care if my family doesn't. You know, they think I'm an eccentric, which I am, you know? Yeah, but early on, that must have been really hard. That it you're... was hard. It was hard. That It was hard. Because people that have this kind of thing, people like us. They do like us, but they stand away. They're afraid because they can see in the eyes that you know what they're thinking. You know, so, their feeling, and so it, it was very difficult being a kid, yeah. Is this what you wanted? Yeah, it's exactly, yeah, definitely. You're not gonna make fun of me? That's, that's not the point of what we do, we're, we're pretty nice guys. <laughs> Are you concerned at all, like, if you, the, you know, say bad things about you or don't believe what you say? Is that yeah, something that... I don't care anymore. I never did really care. And I don't try to convince anybody. I'm not there to convert. This is my belief. This episode was mixed by Valentino Rivera. Original music by Ryo Baum.